in a galaxy far, far away, the Just Browsing Podcast sits down for a May the 4th Be With You episode. Woohoo! All right, ladies and gentlemen, Just Browsing here today. We're going to be bringing you some Star Wars. My favorite thing So, so Zach's going to talk, and I'll just upload it. <laughs> that, that's about it. So. That's kind of how our last one went, the 2019 movie flashback. It was mainly just me talking and you going, yep, no, I didn't see that one. Well, yeah, that one was good. For newsflash, <laughs> for all of our Star Wars episodes out there, I've only not seen one movie. And I don't know if I ever will just because it never seemed appealing to me. So I'm just going to start with that. I was going to say, we can definitely my, get to that. My least favorite episode or movie of all Star Wars is... Holo. 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 Uh, All right. That might have been one on Pornhub that you watched that I don't think I've seen. <laughs> nah. Can't remember that episode. <laughs> that's a different movie altogether. <laughs> that's, a whole different. That's, that's a different podcast episode. Um, yeah, so we're going to do a Star Wars-themed episode for today, which is what we were trying to start the other night, and then ended up somehow morphing into the 2019 movie flashback episode. Or were we not doing uh, Star Wars well, that time? So we started the, the Star Wars. What were we doing that night? We were kind of all We were going to do a Star Wars, and then I came up with the idea. I'm like, well, May the 4th is coming up. Why don't we do that's a right, May that's the 4th right. for the Star Wars? And then Wars. we tried to pivot and do a random topic, and then we didn't have enough research on any of the random topics we wanted so to we talk about. So we did a 2019 movie flashback. So then we flashback. did 2019 movie flashback. And now we're here. A couple days before May the 4th, coming up this next Tuesday, which is when this will be uploaded on may the 4th on may the 4th so uh you'll be listening to it on may the 4th everyone's listening to this on star wars day so may the force be with you guys um yeah we're gonna talk star wars today which if anyone has listened to our movie franchise bracket episodes as you will well know that is my favorite movie franchise of all time it's not matt's but it's wasn't it like in your top four i I think think this was was in pretty close it was either top four or it was in no it lost to i think harry potter in in the finals? In the no, or I think Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter squared off. But oh, Star okay, Wars was okay. definitely I think like, in my it was like top final four. four. Yeah, I think it was yeah. I think for both of us, well maybe not for you, but I think mine was Marvel, Harry Potter, Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. I think those I think, were my final four. I think both of us had that if I'm not mistaken. We could pull that up, but um yeah, so this is going to be a Star Wars themed episode today. We just, uh, I have a Star Wars shirt on. It's got the periodic table of elements, but it's Star Wars villains. I have, this is one of my many Star Wars shirts. I was actually just wearing a Star Wars themed shirt the other day for my work from home day, and it was a shirt I got at Comic Con a couple years ago, and it basically, <laughs> it has the, it has a weather forecast for like five days with like the temperatures, and it says the Alderan uh, podcast for the next week, and it's like, 79 degrees, 82 degrees, 500,000 degrees, and then it's like nothing for the last three days. And, uh, you know, if anyone has seen Star Wars, that's a subtle little joke about Alderaan getting absolutely incinerated by the Death Star. So, well, little sick Star Wars. I don't have any Star Um, Wars clothing like you, but I did just finish up all the movies again. Oh, you did? Two weeks ago, I believe, I finished them. So you watched all of them? Except for Solo. Besides San Holo. San Holo. San Holo. Besides that one. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a San Holo music artist, actually. That's like, yeah, a, yeah it's a guy. Well, shout out to him. Yeah, maybe he'll clever name. Maybe he'll like just <laughs> Um Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't think you're missing much with Solo. Do you want to start the conversation there? Um. Yeah. I mean, we'll I, we'll, we'll just talk about. I've never I've never heard good things. I mean, I haven't heard bad things about Solo, but I haven't heard like, yo, you need to watch this. You know, yeah. like like to me. 
Rogue One kind of set that stage for if you're going to kind of do not not a spin-off but like the little finger stories mm-hmm. that all come into like the the Skywalker saga. Rogue One is the set the bar pretty it high. It set the bar to a standard that nothing honestly I don't know if they could make a movie that would would catch that. In terms of like a spin-off. In, in yeah. terms of yeah. in terms of like the little finger movies to tie everything together. Solo just I don't know. It just didn't seem appealing to me. Just uh, I know he had, you know, like the the stories of him are good and everything, but I feel like he was really a nobody until, you know, a new hope came along. So it was yeah. one of those like I'm not interested in some guy's life when yeah. to me like a smuggler's that's not very interesting. Yeah. So. so I'll just since I have seen it, I'll just tell you I don't think you're missing that much. If you just re- recently rewatched all of the Skywalker saga movies plus Rogue One, I, you got the experience. You know, I don't I don't think you're missing much by not seeing Solo. I would say if you're bored one night and you want to watch a movie and you're still kind of in the Star Wars mode, I, I think it's still on Netflix. It might be. I think the last I think time it is. I watched it, it was on Netflix because it's the only one that I don't personally own. I own all the other movies, but um, yeah, if that tells you anything, I, I haven't. I've seen it a couple times. I saw it in theaters, and then I've seen it like one other time since then. And it's, I I have never felt the desire to purchase the movie and own it. I, I think it's one of those things. If I go through a Star Wars rewatch, I'm okay not having that one as part right. of the experience. Not to say that it's a bad movie. Like I said, it's it's not bad. It's just I don't think it's necessary for part of the Star Wars experience. Like I think if someone was coming along, it and doesn't they, tie any of the story together. If they had never seen any of the Star Wars movies. I wouldn't be very hard pressed to be like, oh, we gotta sit down and watch Solo. You know, it's like, eh, you know, you, you can if you want. If you're if you're interested in this world and you think it's fun, if you like the movies, sure, let's throw on Solo and watch it. It's not right. bad. It's entertaining. Well, aren't, it's just, aren't they? And like you said, since it came out, I think if it, would, it had come out before Rogue One, it would have been received a lot better. Right. Because the thing is, it it came out after Rogue One, and trying to follow up that movie, like you said, is just a tall task. Because Rogue One is just really good, and Solos just doesn't even come close. It's not even in the same ballpark. Personally. Right, and, and like, you know, I think you touched on it well. It doesn't tie into the saga of Star Wars. So it's one of those, like, it doesn't necessarily add value to the story. Yeah, Rogue, I mean... Rogue One yeah. added value. I mean... They both, being spinoff movies, they both tie into the Skywalker saga. Right. It's just that... But it doesn't add value to the whole story. Exactly. In my, in it doesn't... Opinion, you know? I, I think... By saying it doesn't add any value is probably a pretty apt way to, to describe it. Because it's like, we all know who Han Solo is. We right. know what his value is as a character to the story. Do we really need to know his backstory and where he came from for like an entire movie's worth? of? And they were planning on making like a trilogy of these solo movies, apparently. I just, I don't know. I could kind of take it or leave it. You know? I, I kind of feel that's more of the money grab again. Right, and, right. You know, I think Rogue One, like, they could come up with more Rogue One type episodes. I feel like they've left a lot of things in there. It's like, well, wait, how did they get this? Or mm-hmm. how did this happen? You know, they, they could probably tie a lot into that. Whereas I, I don't care about what he did before he got into the story. That that's that doesn't matter to me mm-hmm. because when he gets in in A New Hope, you're like, oh, it's just a smuggler, you know. Yeah. He's just going to transport a, him. He's but, a cocky smuggler, kind of an outlaw. Right. But then he gets caught up in a... yeah. Like a galactic war, war yeah. and yeah. you know becomes a general. You yeah. know the whole story unfolds. Right. I don't care who he was smuggling for before. Yeah, it's like like eh. it doesn't add value to yeah. me. 
I don't think so, it makes you look at Han Solo in any different way than you already did. Like when his introduction is made in A New Hope, you kind of know everything you're going to need to know about Han Solo. That's that's it. Right. You know all you need to know about that guy. Like we don't really need this other movie to go show us what he went through, his trials and tribulations. But right. um, to tie it into Game of Thrones, Khaleesi is in the Solo movie. <laughs> and you get a young um, Lando Calrissian, which is kind of cool. When two worlds collide. <laughs> You get uh, Donald Glover played young Lando Calrissian. And Lando Calrissian's a dope character, too. See, his character might be more of a true story, like, kind of not like a Rogue One, but you could probably put a Lando movie together. I think people would watch that. Because, you know, he has some more important parts in the movies Mm -hmm. in terms of a story side than, you know... Solo did before everything started. Yeah, and I think they wanted to touch on, you know, in especially Empire Strikes Back, there's a lot of hints at the history between these two guys as friend, sort of frenemies, you know, where they're right. friends but kind of hate each other. Um, and Solo wanted to tap into that and make a whole movie of them and their adventures and stuff, which is cool. And I thought the Lando Calrissian parts of Solo were fun, and he's a cool, interesting character, but... It was a little bit too... It, it felt it's a, like... It's a stretch. It's a reach. Yeah. Well, and I think it's one of those things you see and it's like, this was clearly a Star Wars movie that was made by Disney after they bought the rights to Star Wars. Like, this is not a this is not a Star Wars movie that would have been made outside of the Disney umbrella, I don't think. It was kind of like... You know, I think a lot of people have complaints about the new Star Wars movies that have been released since Disney bought Lucasfilm just being too kind of... <sighs> I don't know what the word is. Too geared towards like a broad audience, you They're know, towards like seeing, making sure there's enough kind of lightheartedness and jokes and all this. Like we want kids to be able to come see this, and which is fine. Excuse and it, and my it, political correctness here. It just, I think it just, they're not quite ballsy enough. You I know think, what I mean? I think like they got the, the movies got too political. I think the movies got to the point where they don't want to offend people by, say, not including something or someone. And they they make they end up being a little bland, I think. Right, they got to the point where spots. I think they had to reach for certain characters to play certain... And I don't have an issue with any of the characters in the new ones. I think they all played their role well. But I think the storyline and, you know, and, and I'll, I mean, I'll just go right into it. Those the, the new three are the next three on my... List so nine would probably go into, or uh, it would go solo as the last, and then I would probably go into the Force Awakens okay. as eighth. Are we going through our rankings right now? Or do no, I'm just yeah, I'm just going in because we're going to okay, talk about okay. each episode. So yeah, just just for everyone out there, we've ranked since there are eleven total Star Wars films at this point that have been released. We've kind of ranked them in terms of in, in our, 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 favorites, our watchability, our, our favorites. Yeah. yeah, not not what we think are the best. Versus worse in terms of I mean, of we will we'll do that, but yeah. for our personal... But just in terms of what we want to watch, these are the rankings. So, go so, ahead. So, I would, I would say The Force Awakens... Okay, maybe not. I'll, I'll go with The Last Jedi. It's kind of hard to rank these. I, I, don't know, I don't know if you found this when you were looking at them. Because it's, it's hard to... I love all Star Wars movies. So, it's hard to sit there and go, this one right, is, they're, is they're, not as good as this one. You know, They're it's, not bad movies. But I think there's, you know... Kind of going back to what you were saying, Disney kind of like, they kind of put some fluff into it instead of like right. a get to the point. They made it a little less gritty. Right. Like make it, Star Wars, the the original three, even the, you know, one episodes one, two, and three were gritty, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't like, and, and I'm going to tie into Marvel real quick. 
Disney makes, you know, Marvel has done very well for themselves by staying true to who they are. Yeah. Where Guardians is the comedy one. They kind of integrate a little bit, but they still have like the dark, like Thor isn't necessarily always sunshine and rainbows. Right, yeah. It can be dark. Mm-hmm. Iron Man, the Avengers, all can be very dark. You know, so they stayed true to who they were. I kind of feel like they went away with that in Star Wars and kind of just were like, hey, we want to make like a happy, yeah, good feeling story for everyone. And so I ranked The Last Jedi probably as eighth. I just, I'm a big sucker for a lot of big action scenes. Wait, so you have Solo at 11. What was 10? Force Awakens? Uh, no, Last Jedi. I don't know why I'm saying eight. I keep forgetting Solo. I'm counting just the the saga, okay. the nine episodes okay. right now. I see what you're saying. Okay. So yes, 10 would be The Last Jedi. Okay. Um, I think it's a cool story. And I think they add, you know, like the... I think they had a cool concept with the whole like Luke facing off against uh, Kylo, Kylo Ren. Ren on the salt flat, but then they like threw like a random comedy thing in there where he like brushes his shoulder. I'm like, you could have had like this scene could have been so much cooler if that wasn't in there. Mm-hmm. Like if you just kind of left that in there or like took it out. I mean, this scene in my opinion would have been like way better. The movie would have been way better, mm-hmm. and I just felt like that movie kind of like. It, it brought me a lot more questions than anything. Whereas I would probably have to go to the force awakens next, which was, it got us all back into star Wars. Let's be real. Yeah. I mean, what the last movie before that was released in 2005 revenge of the Sith. So, yeah. So 10 years later, we finally go back into star Wars. So it was a big thing. The first thing I noticed though, the way a new hope starts and the way, the Force Awakens starts is the exact same, and I'm like, this is going to be... And in my head, you know, I'm sitting there in the theater, and I'm like, this is going to be a remake of A New Hope with just a little bit different characters and a little bit different storyline. Sure enough, we're on a fucking desert planet with some nobody that is going to become somebody and be the main <laughs> character of the story. And, yep, yep. And and it did, and, and it's not a, like... I'm not, I'm not saying these movies are bad movies, but it was one yeah. of those It's like... Man, to come back after 10 years to continue this saga, you could have really, like, yeah, came in and just knocked people out with this and been like, oh, yeah, like, this is going to be crazy. And it was good, but I was like, come on. This, yeah. this movie was made back in 77, let's be real. So, yeah, I think to piggyback on your thoughts, if we're going to talk about the sequels right now, um, I agree with your points on The Force Awakens. And I think we, we touched on this during our movie Franchise Bracket podcast when we started really talking about... Down there at the end when it was like, okay, now we're down to the final four where it's Marvel versus Star Wars or whatever. The Force Awakens is 100% pretty much undeniably a note-for-note remake of A New Hope with some new characters and places plugged in here and there. I mean, that's basically what it is. Right, they go to a massive star-destroying planet. Yeah. You can't can't watch A New Hope and then watch A Force Awakens and not notice the similarities between those two movies. And I think the reason why that movie... It what reads like that and watches like that in terms of storyline structure and all that kind of stuff is because that was the very first movie that Disney released. It was the very first Star Wars movie released under the Disney umbrella. And, right. and like you said, the first Star Wars movie released in 10 years. And they just wanted to be, you know, someone, I was listening to a podcast one time where they made the comparison where they were talking about this exact topic. And they said, I think you can look at The Force Awakens as you can make a baseball comparison. It's like, Disney was too nervous to come up there after spending $4 billion buying the rights to Star Wars from Lucasfilm. 
they were too nervous to be swinging for the fences right out of the gate. They just wanted to get on base. You know what I mean? So the Force Awakens is a good, strong single. You know, we got we got to just get on base. Right, you make good contact, right. but you you yeah. didn't. Yeah, you didn't. nothing too crazy. Right. We got to get runners on base, and then eventually we can start doing crazier shit down the line. But we just spent four billion dollars buying this franchise. We want to make sure we make something that's. Not too crazy that scares a bunch of people off, so we make a return on our investment, right? And that movie made like two point seven billion dollars or something oh, yeah. well, globally. Well, and you got to think too, it being you know like you said, pretty much a carbon copy of A New Hope. You bring in all the original Star Wars right. fans who back in the seventies thought this was. I mean, let's be real, this was groundbreaking, Ground, groundbreaking stuff back in the late seventies in, in all of cinema. This yeah. was groundbreaking movies yeah so you have all of them coming back too that were like all right yeah let's you know let's revamp yeah my childhood mm-hmm. you know for for the older um groups and it, i mean yeah it, it's not a bad movie i'll always watch it, it but it's, i i think that movie the reason why i mean the last jedi and the rise of skywalker both made several hundred million dollars like they weren't billion dollar movies but they were close enough that you know as to where it doesn't make it a big of a difference but the reason why The Force Awakens is one of the, I think, four or five movies ever to make over $2 billion globally at the box office is because it came at the perfect time in history where, like you said, they're getting back not only the original fans from the original movies back in the late 70s, early 80s, but they're also getting our generation who right. grew up on the prequel movies going to see those right. in the theaters in And the new generation... To and now come it's, in and so it's like three generations of Star Wars fans. You got the OGs, you got the people from the late '90s, early 2000s, like us who were we grew up we, on we, the original. We, yeah, three. we watched the originals on like VHS, and then yep. we went to the theaters and saw the prequels. And now, shout you, out to you, Dad, for now, having that VHS the, set. Right now, you have like both of those generations grabbing all the kids, the younger generation going, yep. "Let me show you something." Like, let's go to the theater and watch Star Wars, and introducing them to all of the old movies and saying, "Okay, now catch up on the story." Now we're gonna go watch this. That's the reason why it was such a smash hit. Oh, yeah. Even though it was a really safe play. Well, now, but going into it, too, nobody knew it was going to be a safe play. Right. We're yeah. all going no in. No one knew what I, to I went into it like we're starting a whole new yeah, yeah, like what's gonna part go of here. the saga. Yeah, yeah. I knew, you know, they obviously bring people in because they tell you Han, Leia, and Luke are all involved. Yeah. So you're like, oh, I'm already coming back. And it was all the original cast members, you yeah. know? So yeah. you, you had everybody. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, I'm going to go watch that. And then you leave and you're like, well, it could have been better. Right. It could have been think worse, but it could have been better. Before we transition into The Last Jedi, which is what you just briefly touched on, I think what slightly underwhelmed a lot of people, which is I, I also have some... Again, all of my nitpicks with the sequel trilogies are all storytelling choices. I right. think the movies themselves are really entertaining. They're full of great action sequences. The actors did a really good job. All that aside... It was the storytelling choices that I think I have problems with, which is what I think a lot of people had problems with. And I think, you know, coming into The Force Awakens, let's just rewind a few years and go, okay, the only movies that have been released are the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. So we understand the story of finding Anakin all the way through him, transitioning to the dark side, the Emperor turning him into Darth Vader. (laughs) We should have said that at the beginning of the podcast. (laughs) It's a little late. Going into, you know, Luke's kids... Or, uh, sorry, Anakin's kids, Luke and Leia, and then the whole, the Empire is ruling the galaxy, and then defeating the Death Star, and yada, yada, yada. And then at the very end, the second Death Star is blown up, the Emperor is killed, Darth Vader dies, Luke Skywalker is the last remaining Jedi, and he's going to start his new Jedi Order. And now you go, okay, 
where are they taking this from right. here? You know, like what's going to happen? Because the Empire is pretty much destroyed. If the Empire's still out there, it's in remnants. You know what I mean? Darth Vader's gone. The Emperor's gone. Those are the two heads of the snake, basically. Right. Where are they going to take this? And then you watch Force Awakens and you go, oh, they just basically came up with the Empire again, renamed it something, and then built the Death Star again and just renamed it something different. It was like Darth Vader again It's like renamed him something different. Right. It's like, okay, the First Order, that's just the Empire 2.0. Kylo Ren, that's just Darth Vader. He's a Darth Vader fanboy. Star Killer Base, that's just the Death Star with a different name. Just a bigger Death Star. Yeah. So it's like... I think everyone kind of came out of that and was like, wow, you guys really just took all the same fucking story note, you know, things from the plot from the original movies and just redid it, which is fine. Right. It ends up being a very good, very very entertaining movie. I think a lot of people were just kind of like, so we're just kind of doing the same thing again? Like, do we always, does this always have to be what the story is? Like, there's the Empire and they build a Death Star that can blow up planets and then now we have to stop. Oh, and there's always... One little hole that you can shoot a thing into that'll blow up the whole Death Star. You know, it's like always right. the same things. And it, I think I think a lot of people were just hoping that we'd be taken in a completely different direction. You know what I mean? Like, let's just forget anything about the First Order or Starkiller Base or anything like that. Maybe keep Kylo Ren in there and his the Knights of Ren, whatever that backstory is that they yeah. kind of touched on that never really got into. What's going on there? You know, like, what's going on with... What happened when Luke created his... Jedi, Jedi Temple and right. what happened there. You know, like what are all those characters? What are what are some adventures that they got into or something? I don't right. know, something different. We literally skip. Instead, they were just like, nah, it's everything that happened in a New Hope 2.0. We, we literally <laughs> skip like 20 plus years and then they just jump into. Yeah. Yeah, well, after they won this, you know, this galactic war, life was great until. Until the First Order un- just. Until Luke appeared, tried to kill. Kylo Ren, and then the First right. Order was there with a new Sith Lord, and I think and a new battle. Fleet. That's my one thing that I think was a really big missed opportunity on the the sequel trilogy is they just skipped to this. The First Order is now the new Empire. The new Empire, and the Rebels are still Rebels with like this ragtag army. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Well, in the original trilogy, the Rebels overtook the Empire, wipe out the Death Star, defeat the Emperor and Darth Vader. So the only members of the Empire that should be out there should be, be little remnants of this scattered, it scary stormtroopers that, that were exist. like, "Yeah, screw this! I'm not a stormtrooper right. anymore." So how is it that twenty or thirty years later, the First Order is has all of the power and all of the resources, and they're as big as the Empire ever was, or maybe bigger? And the with, rebels are still same just rebels who like have like a handful of ships and they're just hiding and running away from the first order. It's like, how did that happen? Right. I thought we big plot hole. Yeah. Like, what happened politically in the last thirty years that led to the same exact scenario playing out just with a different name? Like, they or, never addressed that. Well, they just because never I think it was it. in the Force Awakens. They show the no, it wasn't in the Force Awakens. I think it might have been the Last Jedi when they destroy the Republic. Mm. And it's like, so the Republic was still there and the Republic was still strong. Right, so what were they which doing? They were the ones that won the war. Yeah. But now they become obsolete. And now they exactly. just get blown it's up. Like, like, I just think that's a big, that's a really big glaring plot hole. So, so really, like, like, how did I we mean, end up here? It, it was know? just a copy-paste, you know, yeah. like we all did in high school when you had to write a paper. It was copy-paste, <laughs> change your name, put a comma or period here and there, you know, control F a couple words or control H that's a couple words. Essentially what they did. And yeah. change it and then turn it in. And you're like, that's not plagiarism. We changed yeah. this word from the to they. And they're yeah. like, that doesn't even make sense. I'm like, yeah, but that extra Y <laughs> makes it different. 
And I mean, you know, it worked. And like I said, I love all Star Wars movies, and I like The Force Awakens a lot. I just, I you know, I just told you why I have problems with the right. Story. So, so, so we'll be able to go through your list pretty quickly yeah. because my list is being the in-depth one. So uh, moving on to the Last Jedi because we touched on that briefly. Right. And, so that you, one's the that's ten on my list. Okay. So so Force Awakens will be nine. The Last Jedi is ten. Just because there was some really weird scenes in there. I think the story there there were good storylines in there that yeah. went nowhere. They were kind of like, oh, this is really like when yeah. uh, Ray was on the island with Luke, right? And right. she's in that like underground hole. I was like, okay, maybe we're gonna learn something about her. Mm-hmm. Fucking nothing. <laughs> it was just her snapping her fingers and flipping her hands. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I mean, the weirdest thing for me when I watched that when she like moves her hand or whatever and it makes like that. Yeah. I was like, that's weird. Like, why? I'm like sitting there like trying to flick my wrist and the only thing I hear is my old body popping. <laughs> Not like, oh, sound. So I'm like, what, what's going on down here? We could have just excluded this whole thing. Like, are you saying... I think what they were going for was she had a touch with the dark side. Yeah, something about that island and that spot, that little like hole she went in in the island was very in tune with the Force. Like right. the, something about... The force is kind of converging on this area, and if you're a force sensitive person, then you might have some sort of a vision or experience or whatever. I think that's kind of what they're right. But it was for, just yeah. it was just like weird, like. But that could have been a really cool storyline yeah. that they built off of, and like some of, like a lot of the storylines in there didn't go anywhere. It was just the end of Luke Skywalker, and that that was like the only storyline out of that. It was the end of Luke Skywalker. It was the end of the Republic. There weren't very many good battle scenes in there. It was a weird. I guess the good it's battle a weird scene movie. was the the very beginning when they uh, go after the dreadnought, yeah, and they destroy it with oh, one yeah. bomb or yeah, left. Yeah, yeah. You know? um, here's my thoughts on the Last Jedi. So, and I've talked about this a little bit before on this podcast, but The Force Awakens comes out, and on top of being, you know, in addition to everything we just talked about about being a copy and paste of a New Hope with you know a few changes here and there, it did set up a lot of questions as to, okay, what is Ray's parentage? You know, like, how did we end up here with the First Order? Who is Kylo Ren? Who is this guy? You know, and like, where are we going to develop this whole thing with Finn and with Poe Dameron and all this kind of stuff? There's a lot of, like, questions. As, okay, where are we heading from here? There's, like, 20 different stories in right. the movie. And the, one of the main ones being, what's the relationship between Kylo Ren and Ray, and what is Ray's parentage? You know, there's clearly something there. They make too big of a deal out about referencing it, just touching on it slightly and going, okay, who like make, making you wonder. Right. And so you, you leave that movie and you go, man, that's really setting up a lot. And who is this Snoke guy? You know, who right. is this Supreme Leader Snoke? You're going, Supreme all right. Leader, what a stupid name. Right. <laughs> You're going, man, there's a lot of interesting directions this story could go in. I'm very curious to find out who Snoke is. I'm very curious to find out how he got Kylo Ren under his thumb. I'm very curious to find out who Ray's parents are. I'm very curious to find out like what fucking Han Solo's been up to in the past 30 years and what Luke where's Luke, you know, right. what's he been doing. And then the last Jedi comes in and you don't really get answers to hardly anything. Luke's on and, an island with a bunch of like frog people. Yeah. And I think it's interesting to think because the original plan was The Force Awakens was going to be basically written and directed by J.J. Abrams. The Last Jedi was going to be written and directed by Ryan Johnson. And then The Rise of Skywalker was going to be written and directed by the guy who, who uh, directed Jurassic World. His name is Colin Trevorrow. And what happened was 
The Force Awakens comes out. It's a smash hit. It's a critical success. It makes it an insane amount of money. And then The Last Jedi comes out, and Disney and Lucasfilm basically gave Ryan Johnson carte blanche to just write his own script, direct his own movie of wherever he wanted to take the story. He wrote the script, the only one. He, he, uh, that's the only one of the sequels where he, it's only one person on the script. He writes this script. Okay, uh, real, really quickly. The Rise of Skywalker comes out and Colin Trevorrow had directed some movie that bombed and they fire Colin Trevorrow from doing The Rise of Skywalker. And then something happened with Ryan Johnson. I, I, for whatever reason, they didn't want him to come and do the ninth one. So they go, J.J. Abrams, can you please, please, please come back? And, and I, know, I know you did The Force Awakens and you weren't planning on finishing this story, but can you please come back and finish this sequel trilogy? And he's like, all right. Comes back, partly writes the script with a couple other people and directs the last one. So... The thing is, there was not a consistent vision, I don't think, for what the overall... You know, a trilogy should be a very consistent story arc in terms I mean, of how you begin it, what the middle is, and then coming to a satisfying conclusion. And the thing is, there wasn't the same writer-director or team of writers doing all three movies. It was all split up. And then what happened was with The, the um, Last Jedi, which was so strange, was that Ryan Johnson just came in and was like, I'm making my own Star Wars movie. And it just so happens to be the middle of this trilogy we're making that's a sequel trilogy right. to all of the other movies. With no answers. And, and he comes in and he just goes, hey, audience, I know you came into this movie with a lot of expectations as to getting answers to all these questions you had from The Force Awakens. Guess what? Not answering a single fucking one of them. I'm going to give you zero <laughs> answers and create a lot more confusion. Uh, okay. I, I think that was my initial reaction. When the movie, when the credits rolled, when I first saw The Last Jedi in theaters, I was like... Huh? Is there going to be I one of those? I don't know like, what to think about what I just saw. You know, I was like, I think I liked it, but, but I, I don't know. really know. It was right. just not what I was expecting at all. It has. It's the one movie in the Skywalker saga that follows no sort of a formula. It's just it's like just like a bunch of shit thrown together, right? And you're like, whoa, this is a real sharp left turn from what was going on. You're like, this has a lot of Lakers. great potential, right? But. Where, not where, 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 where are we going yeah, with yeah. it? I mean, our, I think, our potential stopped. Exactly. And, oh, we could probably wrap this up in another trilogy with everything that happened. Right. But it was almost felt, like, almost felt like a setback. It was like he was trying to actively undo all the stuff that the previous movie had done. Maybe he doesn't like J.J. Abrams. And I think if we can just roll right into The Rise of Skywalker since we're talking about the sequel. Yeah, I mean, that's trilogy. the next movie on okay. my list. So. Okay, perfect. Let's just roll right into that and say, okay, the main thing... That was the overarching story that I think was one of the most interesting plot lines for the sequel trilogy for most fans. Was the Ray? Who is Ray? Her storyline, right? Like, who, yeah. Who? She's clearly what the whole sequel trilogy is built around. Who's she's the Desert Luke Skywalker. Scavenger. Yeah, she's the Luke Skywalker of the sequel trilogy. Who is she? Who right. are her parents? How is she so powerful with the Force? What is her background? How did she end up on Jakku? All this stuff that they've been planting the seeds for in the first two movies. And I think. A lot of people, there was like two camps. One was, we need an explanation for who Ray's parents are. Is it Obi-Wan Kenobi? Like, who is it? Right. That was a lot of, one of a lot of theories where maybe it was Obi-Wan Kenobi's daughter or something. And then there was the other camp of like, I kind of like what Ryan Johnson did, where he was just like, her parents were no one. They were just random people. It doesn't matter. The I mean, force can be. I mean, be, if you think about it though, Jedis aren't supposed to have love affairs. Yeah, exactly. So they shouldn't have So the kids. explanation, yeah, they're like monks. The explanation right. shouldn't be that. A Jedi fucked someone and had a kid. That's they don't. They're supposedly right. not. Supposed They'd be to do expelled that. from the Jedi yeah. Order if they do that, and then yeah. they'd probably be on the dark side. So, the 
there, the other camp was like, I kind of like what Ryan Johnson did, where they, he was just like, you know what? Stop worrying about who Ray's parents are. It doesn't matter. She's powerful with the Force because she's a Force-sensitive person, and that's where the Force right, congregated. The it's the mitochondria, right? Yeah, that's what the, the prequel trilogy set up, yeah. And it's like, I kind of like that idea of just being like, you know what? Anyone in the, in the galaxy could be a Force-sensitive person. Mm-hmm. What takes being a Jedi is the training and learning how to hone that power and focus that power right. it's like to, anything to else out you know it's like, and, right you know, and, and try and be in find the balance the force. The find force, the balance yeah. yeah yeah the whole thing and then i think they come in with the rise of skywalker and they go eh, we're, we're too we're we don't have the balls enough to just say her parents were no one so then they undo what ryan johnson did with the last jedi and go actually her parents were no one but her grandpa was Palpatine, you know? And her, it's like... Her grandpa was somebody. Yeah, it's like... I mean, on one hand, that's kind of cool because it's like, oh, shit, you know, Palpatine's like the most powerful Sith Lord that we understand in the whole right. Skywalker saga. And he's the one who, like, hid from the Jedi Order at the height of their power and grew this empire, this force, and turned the Chosen One from Anakin into Darth Vader and all this kind of stuff. On one hand, yeah, that's kind of badass. But then on the other hand, it's like kind of a cop-out because you're just going... You're just basically saying you guys were too big of pussies to be like, she's not related to anyone in the saga. She's right. just her own character and her own person. And they're like, eh, she's related to Palpatine. And it's like, really? I don't know. I, I just, it, it definitely your, didn't. What are your thoughts? I mean, I, so, I, I just didn't hit for so me. So I personally. like The Rise of Skywalker. I think I it's, I think it's I like extremely it, yeah. entertaining. But I do sit there and I go, this has no relation or tie to The Last Jedi in any way, shape, or form besides the fact that you guys are all still fighting and all of a sudden... And Luke's still dead and Han's still dead. Right. But then all of a sudden, Palpatine's like there. Right. And it's like, how did he and, come And back? you're like, wait, didn't we already destroy this guy? Right. And not to mention that, the First Order has all their shit going on. Yeah. But then Palpatine on... what? What's the... It starts with like X... Oh, the planet? Yeah. Is that what you're wondering? Exegol? Exegol. I like yeah. how I remembered that. I knew it started I with like I, eggs, I and I'm like, it. eggs, and I'm like, eczema? No, that's, that's a It's pretty close, rash. <laughs> um, But he built a new empire. He's like, right. a new empire. And there's literally just thousands of spacecraft fully stocked and ready to go to war. Yeah, that just no one with knew was there. Stormtroopers, like, with all yeah, the walkers, generals, and stuff, generals yeah. Everybody, they already whole had army. the whole army, and I'm like, so wait, is the Empire and the First Order now going to fight? Right. Or are they like cousins that are like? And you were kind of the beginning of that movie. You're thinking, and coming out of the Last Jedi in the very beginning of Rise of Skywalker, you're thinking, okay, Ray's parents are no one. Now it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Kylo Ren. He's trying to turn her to the dark side. He's now like the leader of the First Order because they've lost their leader. Snoke gets killed, you know. You're like, this will be kind of interesting. Let's see. He's going to be like the new Darth Vader, and he's going to run shit. And he's going to try and turn her. She's going to try and turn him. And then they go, ah, psych, Palpatine's back. <laughs> and he's been uh, running yeah. this thing the whole time. You know? I mean, it's like, the way they kill Snoke, too, is just like he put up zero fight. He has like his the Red Guards, whatever those yeah. guys were called. They put up a fight, but you have who everyone currently thinks is the Sith is Lord. the big bad, yeah. And who we're also trying to find out where this guy came we from. We know literally nothing about him. Yeah. He just gets cut in half. And it's like, that's it. That's done. And it's like, well. And then they just kind of wait. brush it off in the Rise of Skywalker. Like, oh, he's like some sort of a clone thing that Palpatine was using right, as Palpatine, a puppet. Or right. Something. Like, what? Like, I don't understand. We got zero explanation as to how he's still alive. 
and how he's like running Snoke. But Snoke's like, is Snoke his own person, or is he just like some sort of a weird little he, he, clone he literally thing? had nothing like, to do with any of the story, right? Like, because you you get no information on who he is besides this supreme leader, yeah. Which great name, by the way, supreme leader, <laughs> nice. And then he just abruptly dies, and you're like, well, just just like that, right? Don't even like. You don't even put up a fight? Because there was a lot of... See, the thing is, I didn't get too much into all the fan theories. Because, you know, leading up to these movies, the internet is on fire with fan theories and stuff. One of the cooler ones I read was maybe Snoke is Darth Plagueis, the wise, that Palpatine tells Anakin about in the prequel trilogy, about this Sith Lord who had learned to conquer death, basically. He Mm. was so powerful with the Force, he learned how to, like, prevent himself from dying, essentially. And that's kind of what corrupted Anakin into... So he becoming so power hungry, yeah, because he wanted to try and save Padme from death because he had all these visions of her possibly dying and all this kind of stuff. So I'm like, fuck, that'd be cool as shit. Like maybe this Snoke guy is like a thousand years old and he's from like the olden days in right. the Star Wars universe and he's Darth Plagueis and he's this all powerful Sith Lord. And they're like, nah, he's just a puppet for Palpatine. You know? Yeah, like what? he sat on a throne and got cut in half by yeah. a lightsaber that he took, and it's like. Okay, I mean, I guess that's a choice. That was an abrupt end, people. Right, right. Could have just had the... One, I want to figure out how Palpatine survived. Yeah, that Death Star explosion. The Death Star completely fell down a shaft and exploded into a bunch of lightning. And then the Death Star literally Literally exploded. exploded. So how did he fucking live again? But then the Death Star... The the Death Star exploded, but then went crashing down onto a planet where like half of it... There's like big chunks of it there that are still... so, whole, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of interesting choices they made. But I will story. say The Rise of Skywalker, as far as action goes, had the best action scenes, in my opinion, they, out of, out of the, the new three. crazy action scenes, yeah. I thought they did... Have, like, I thought it was really cool bringing in Palpatine. I don't think it was necessary, but I kind of yeah. thought the way they did that was cool with all of the like the creepy, like, cloaked old, people. Dead Sith yeah, Lords or whatever. Whatever, yeah. whatever his like audience was. Yeah. I thought they did a really cool job. Like, I thought that was like, oh, this is really cool. Now, if only this tied back to the main story. And, right. You know, you know what I will not say? Not skipping a movie. One of the coolest... So, two thoughts real quick. One of the coolest fight scenes, I thought, was the throne room scene from The Last Jedi right after Snoke dies, where Kylo, Ren, and Rey have to team up to fight off all oh, his yeah, guards. Yeah. There's some pretty sick that, that action some, yeah. in that whole scene. Like, in sort of, terms of, like, sword play and stuff, pretty sick. While, like, the whole ship's burning and coming down around him and all this stuff. And then another thought that I was going to say is uh, the whole thing that they introduced with Rey and Kylo Ren being able to like hand each other stuff through the Force when they're like not right. even near each other. So wh- kind of cool actually. I, where he like he puts his his arm behind his head with the saber, and, or no, she does that and he does that too, and then she like hands him her lightsaber, but she's in like a totally different right. part of the room or whatever. That's kind of dope. I'm not going to I mean, lie. It's, it's cool, but it, it brings up more questions than it answered because it's like, how are they connected? And you, you, they're not connected by any way, shape, or form. Yeah. It's just a strict, you know, and then, the force is with you, the force is with me connection. And then, there's there's yeah, nothing else. To, to what you were just saying, Palpatine says something when he's like trying to murder both of them with his lightning fingers. He's like, you're a dyad in the force and we haven't seen this for generations. And it's like, what is that? Can someone right. explain that to me? Like, we haven't covered this in any of the other Star Wars movies, and you're just going to drop that in at the last second and be like, what is that? What is a dyad in the Force, and how can they fucking Force heal people? Like, why didn't they do that in the earlier movies? You right, know? well, like, and then, like, they they go off and they kill Kylo Ren at the end, and I'm like, well, wait a second. 
This is just like how Darth Vader died in the yeah. hands. He gets of, redeemed and then dies like immediately. Basically. Right in the yeah. hands of Luke, but you're dying in the hands of um, of Ray. Of Ray. I don't know why. Like I just drew a blank on her name. <laughs> you're but, like you know uh, the one chick who all the movies are the about. one girl <laughs> that the three movies. Yeah, you know her Leia. That, yeah, that one. So yeah, I think we have lots of thoughts on the sequel trilogy. I think we've been hitting on a lot of yeah, valid I, I concerns. Mean, I thought, and I thought the ending was was cool. That she was, you know, when they she went back to Tatooine and yeah. But he was like, no one's lived in these parts, you know, right for years. And she goes, who are you? She goes, like I'm Ray, Ray Skywalker. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's pretty fucking cool. Like that, that's yeah. a cool way to end it. Yeah. And she's got her new lightsaber. She got with her the cool new lights, lightsaber. Like a yellow blade, which is pretty dope. And then they they before. bring in Leia and Luke. Yeah, yeah. And and wasn't someone else? No, it was just the two of them. I don't know. Actually, I can't remember. But like, I was like, okay, see, that's a cool way to kind of end it because yeah. she was more in touch and in tune with. Leia and Luke Skywalker than she was with her own parents. So right, right. to sit there and be like, I was a nobody, but I became somebody yeah, because of them. I'm like, I choose to be. Okay, yeah. you ended. Like I thought that ended it good. Obviously, there's a lot of loopholes through everything, uh-huh. but that ending to me, I was like, okay, that was pretty cool. Like, yeah. I like it. And not to mention that fucking battle, at the very end when you know they're like. Oh, we're fucked. And then all of a sudden... We're talking about the one with all his ships, yeah. all Palpatine ships and stuff. Yeah. We're and all then, the... Then you have uh, Landau coming and he yeah, goes... Out of, out of hyperspace or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then you turn around I'm like, That's that was kind of like awesome. That was kind of like the Star Wars version of the Avengers Endgame scene where everyone comes through the portals to yep. fight Thanos. It was like, all right, we got everyone, it, motherfucker. It was <laughs> fucking... Like, I was like, oh, let's go. And then all of a sudden he's, you know, Palpatine's like... And yeah. they're all just free-falling. And I'm like, <laughs> all right. He did his jazz hands and all the yeah. ships like exploded. He's jazz <laughs> handing while he's fighting, you know, yeah. two Jedi. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he gets struck down and then those ships were called in for nothing because they, I don't know, half of them probably didn't even shoot their cannons because yeah. as soon as he died, every all the the Empire ships crashed. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So my episodes right now are uh, San Holo, um, The Last Jedi, the Force Awakens and the Rise of Skywalker. That's so you have the whole sequel trilogy basically in the bottom of the heap for you, right? Okay. Then the next one I go into would be probably the Phantom Menace. Okay. I love that movie. I was five years old when it came out. Love. I, I was the six. Movie. Yeah, that was. Man, you're old. I know. I'm so old. And that's what like got our generation into the theater to see Star Wars movies again. You know? Right. Like, and now, we, we were obviously not alive to see the original trilogy in theaters, but we were, we were alive to see the prequel trilogy in theaters, and those things right. were crazy. So, so now crazy. the next seven, though, for me, are all like really tight to each other. Okay. So like okay. they could all be interchangeable. I loved The Phantom Menace. With Darth Maul and With the Darth double-bladed Maul. lightsaber. Dude, that shit blew my mind but, when I was a kid. But one of my like, He's got a double-bladed lightsaber? They're fucked. And horns on his head. Yeah, like, like oh, this yeah. guy is going to kill them. I love... One... I will say this, too. The middle three in the saga, so episodes one, two, and three, in my opinion, obviously they're going to have better CGI than the original trilogy, but I felt they did a way better CGI job than the new trilogy when Disney took over. I thought you're, the you're CGI, saying the prequels had better CGI than yeah, the new ones. Yeah, because okay. it looked like they didn't use as much. It was kind of like a Lord of the Rings and Hobbit type thing. Lord of the Rings was like, we're not going to use CGI makeup. Yeah. It kind of felt like they did. Like, if you go back and you kind of look at it, you're like, oh yeah, I can see, you know, there's 
the plastic looks more plasticky in the new ones, whereas in the older ones, you're like, eh, it looks like someone could be huh. in a mask. That's interesting that you say that, because I think the prequels were like a lot of green screen. It was like most of those movies were shot on green screen, and it was like a bunch of CGI added in at the last minute. Well, but I'm saying in terms of like characters. Okay. So, so okay. like, um, why am I drawing a name on him? Who, who are you The Bulba. It's like uh, the pod racer. Oh, yeah. Bulba. Bul- is it just Bulba? I thought it was something before Bulba. Ah, fuck. What is his name? All right, keep talking. I'll look but, it up. But, like, him, if you look at, like, a... If you put an image of him next to, like, a random character in... Or, okay, so put an image of him next to the guy that Ray sells all of her scraps to for portions. Oh. You look at, like, the CGI on that. To, to me, you know, Sabulba. 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 Mm-hmm. Sabulba would look way cleaner and, and nicer than... Interesting. The other guy. So, so like the next time you watch it, just like pause, look at it, and then like go to the other one and pause and look at it real quick. I'm telling you, hmm. it's interesting. Th- there, that you there say is that. a big difference. Yes, yeah, Sebulba. Yeah, I was like, it's Bulba. Good call something on that. Because I, I just looked it up. I kind of, I was like, yeah, his name's Bulba something. I think, right? <laughs> but so, I love the Phantom Menace. I just kind of felt like. And when it came out, I didn't know what I was watching. The last thing I had watched, Darth Vader had been defeated, so I'm like, oh, the bad guy's dead. Why do we have a new movie? Yeah. Who's, I, like, who are these people? I didn't know anything about, you know, none of the original characters right. were there. So I kind of went into it with that, like, mentality, like, where's Luke? Where's Han? Where's Leia? Yeah. Where's Chewie? Nothing. So yeah. I was like, eh, great movie. I love it. I could watch that movie over and over again. The prequels, I, the prequels are funny because they've had this whole since they've been released. They've had this whole lifespan of like initially people shit on, them. Right. they hated them. Everyone was like, "Fuck the prequels. The originals are the best." And then it became like people would say they liked the prequels to be ironic, even though they didn't like the prequels. And now it's like fully transitioned to where like people are like, "Hey, the prequels are kind of dope. I like the prequels." I think <laughs> I think with the new ones coming out, it pushed the prequels up. People are like, "Okay, these yeah, I think, weren't really as bad I think as people we have, thought they were." I agree. I totally agree. I think once the sequel trilogy came out, people had a lot better appreciation for the prequel trilogy. I've always had a very special place in my heart for the prequel trilogy. I just because they they came out when I was a right, kid. Right, right. I, I love. I all just of really them. connected with. Them. I had all the toys of the ships yep. and stuff. You know, I had all that stuff. I was obsessed. That with was the that was the back when the droid army like just yeah, came dude, in. All the droids. Thing. I had stuff. all the droids. The Trade Federation. The Trade Federation. Yeah. And you got all like that. You got Darth Maul. You got Count Dooku. You got all these yep. new bad guys that you've never seen before. You know, like you have so all awesome. the Jedi's. Yeah, and then it's like it's you have Mace Windu. It's seeing the Jedi like the the height of their power. Right. You're seeing young. Yoda, or relatively young Yoda, he's still like 100. You have a young Obi Wan, years old. Young Obi Wan, you got Mace Windu, is a really yep. badass character that they introduced. You have the whole like Jedi Council, yeah, the whole that whole idea. You get introduced to Corazon, all these new planets right. that you've never seen before, or you've seen before, but they never tell you what they were. Right, right, right. right. Um, I agree, man. I think Phantom Menace is cool. It, I, I, I love the whole my... uh, Gungan, yeah, thing their too, whole the underwater, underwater city. Thing. That whole part was so and, cool, and like the so thing cool. with the fish. Especially yeah. when he's like, there's always a bigger fish. And there was like eight fish. different fish that all come out. And I'm like, okay, you probably could have stopped at like two or three. A lot of people are really like Jar Jar Binks haters. Taya, I love Jar Jar Binks. When, she, when I made her watch these, because I did make her watch these movies. She did not want to watch them on her own accord. But, Shame. Uh, when I made her watch these movies, she actually really, really liked Jar Jar Binks. Dude, I, I love think Jar Jar Binks. The Phantom Menace is one of her, if not her favorite one, one of her like top three of the Star Wars. Stars. She loved the pod racing. She mm, really pod rides racing. for the pod. I racing. wish they would have kind of kept going with that. The one pod race I did was really cool, 
And it's it's really cool to see like the beginning of the the, the story we all know. Yeah. So yeah, but with that being said, I have to I put that below. Excuse me, the Attack of the Clones and the Revenge of the Sith. All right, but uh, <laughs> Attack of the Clones would be would be next. Okay. So I'd have. So that's higher in the rankings than Phantom Menace. Right, it's just okay. right above. But okay. it's like I said, these. I mean, you could pretty much put all of these on the same level for okay. me. And I think I put it up there because it it starts to tie into the true story of the episodes four, five, and six. Right. You start to learn. Oh, we're like. I sit there and I go, where are stormtroopers? Because they're all the same. Yeah. You know, and and they talk how they're pretty much clones. Well, Attack of the Clones brings in the whole clone army. Right. And then you start to see the Star Destroyer ships, which are like, oh, that's what the Empire has. Yeah. So I liked it because, one, the action was a little bit better. There was a little bit more Mm. um, lightsaber duels in the Attack of the Clones for sure. The acting was probably subpar, but when I, you know, that came out in 2002, so I was... Eight years old, or no, I was still seven. You weren't really paying attention to that, yeah. I don't care about the acting. I just, I thought it was great. You're there for the laser guns and lightsaber fights and shit blowing up. And uh, Natalie Portman was in it, so. Dude, so hot. (laughs) So, you know, Um, catches my attention. I while we're talking about the prequel trilogy, again, it has a very special place in my heart. I love those movies. I think the prequel trilogy is incredibly important to the overall Skywalker saga in terms of seeing the evolution of Anakin Skywalker, who really this whole story begins and ends at him. You know what I mean? He's supposedly going to be the chosen one due to this ancient prophecy, all this kind of stuff. You get Palpatine being the puppet master from the very beginning. And you start to see that. Yeah, starting to, you can tell he's working all these people and placing things on the chessboard. He's he's like playing the Game of Thrones, but for Star Wars. You know what I mean? And you get the explanation of where the, the stormtroopers come from this this clone army and all this kind of stuff and, and you get introduced to uh bubba and jango fett jango and fett. yeah yeah bubba fett and his dad jango fett which is where the model for all the the clone troopers come from you get the trade federation and the droid army and all this kind of stuff it's fascinating stuff man there's a lot of really good stuff in the prequels and then you get introduced to count dooku in it you get right. introduced to geonosians yeah I think that said that right. I don't know. And you get to see the Wookiees in full-on action the in the Revenge of the Sith on Kashyyyk, their planet. Yep. So dope. There's some great scenes on Kashyyyk. You get to see Yoda in action in Attack of the Clones and then in, uh, and Revenge, of the in Sith. Revenge of the Sith. And like doing some straight-up badass shit. Like earning the, the Grandmaster kind of title. You know, like because in the original trilogy, you're like... He's kind of a joke. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and the, obviously the technology wasn't there to have him really do much other than sit there and talk. But you're supposed to be looking at him as being like with a lot of this reverence of like, oh my God, he's like the guy. Like right. he's the Jedi of all Jedi. And he's got all this wisdom and he's like a thousand <laughs> years old or whatever. Yeah. You're like, well, that's all I get out of it. <laughs> a lot of it, a lot of it's played for laughs. But then in the, the in the prequel trilogy, where they could use the technology to have him really move around and like have a lightsaber battle and like use the force and stuff, you start realizing like, oh man, no one fucks with Yoda. Yeah. Like that dude will like lay down the law and like pretty much kill anyone who comes in his path like he's mr he, like he was legit he's mr zen and mr peace all the time but like when he wants to throw down he's he could throw down well, and when <laughs> we were growing up we always thought yoda was like the all wise yeah would, you yeah. know a lot of sayings when we were growing up would be yoda sayings mm-hmm. 
You know, so so you got this feeling like, oh, he's like the all powerful, the all wise, like yeah. Master Yoda. So yeah, you truly get introduced to who he is uh-huh. and what he established more or less in terms of him overseeing the the Jedi order and everything. Yeah. And yeah. So I like that. But I will have to say too, Attack of the Clones gets bumped over Phantom Menace. Okay. Because of Star Wars Battlefront 2. Oh, what a great game. The PS2 video game. Oh, my God. My brother and I played that game. We beat the Galactic Conquest probably 20 times. I mean... That's like an all-time video game. That was an all-time video video game, game. but it was based around the Clone Wars. And we're talking Star Wars, and I mean... That was back when, you know, you couldn't play online with people. You just played with whoever was in your house. And yeah. that was the ultimate multiplayer yeah. game. And it was for anyone who and liked Star Wars. You get to just spend more time with those you, characters. You play the Jedis. You, yeah. could, you yeah. could get in the vehicles. You, you could just play on the different planets. You could be a stuff. sniper with the yeah. stormtroopers or a yeah. droid. Like, you could do everything. So, it just, you know, that came out then, too. So, that helps put this higher in the oh, rankings yeah. just because of that game. I mean, hell, that game is going to be my number one game ever for star wars dude it's, it's such a great game oh my god but but so that helps but then going back to the movies i put revenge of the sith above those two i agree a wholeheartedly on that yeah in terms of ranking the prequels yeah right i think it's the best out of the three you get a lot of answers and it sets up such a good transition into Episodes four, five, and six in right. terms of the story. Right. The last thing you really see is um, Darth Vader and his newfound strength breaking out of the cuffs and stuff. Yeah. And pretty much being declared Darth Vader and, you know, giving his allegiance to uh, Palpatine. Yeah. And then you see two people taking twins in different directions. Mm-hmm. One went back to their family on Tatooine and one went back to be royalty on Naboo. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those like you just got everything you need to easily transition into episodes four, five, and yeah, six. Yeah, it definitely it sets the stage. It provides all of the backstory for the original movies and sets the stage for you to just bounce right into A New Hope. And let's not forget, Revenge of the Sith has one of the most epic climaxes of oh, any yeah. movie ever. In terms of that story, especially if you're coming into those prequel movies with all of the background knowledge of what happens afterwards and who Anakin becomes and what happens to Obi-Wan and like what happens with their kids, you know, with Luke and Leia, all that kind of stuff. Seeing Anakin go from this little kid who is like just pure-hearted and all that gets rescued basically by Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon basically his dying wish is to say Obi-Wan train this kid in the force make sure he becomes a Jedi all this kind of stuff so Obi-Wan sees that through and has him as his Padawan and makes sure that he's trained and becomes a Jedi Knight and all this stuff and then to see him get corrupted by the by Palpatine by you know Senator soon to be Emperor Palpatine Senator Palpatine and turn into a full-blown Sith apprentice and become Darth Vader and just see him go full evil. And like, this is the chosen one. This is the Harry Potter of this right. series. And he's bad now. Harry Potter episode right after this. <laughs> um, and to see him have to go blow to blow and toe to toe with his former master and his, his friend, his brother, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and like fight to the death, basically, is just so fucking crazy. And they're fighting like in hell, essentially. Right. Like that Mustafar is just this molten, lava, fiery... 
death planet. Like no, nobody lives there. Nothing is there other than like molten rock and right. fire. And it's like literally like they're fire. They're fighting in fire and brimstone with lightsabers. It's just the two of them going at it, dude. With the music and everything. One of the most epic moments in Star Wars, in the entire saga. Yeah. It's hard to beat that. That was, I mean, like I said, I'm a sucker for big action. That was the best best action in all of the movies in my opinion. And I think it's the best lightsaber sword play in all of the movies, too. See, that's one one thing, going back to the CGI real quick. Episodes 1, 2, and 3, I thought had way better lightsaber duels than... Well, obviously, then four, five, and six. Yeah. But also, then seven, eight, nine. Seven, eight, I nine kind of seemed yeah. a little cheesy to me. Episodes one, two, and three were, in my opinion, besides maybe the acting, the overall best filmed, like cinematography wise, they were the okay. best movies, in my opinion. Well, and I think for the swordplay wise, it makes sense that the swordplay for the lightsabers are the best in the prequels because these are all like fully trained Jedi Knights right. that have been Jedis for years and it's the height of the power of the Jedi Order and all that kind of stuff. And then in the sequels, like Rey, there's no reason to expect that she would be proficient in lightsaber battle. Like she's never been trained. You know what I mean? She's just figuring all the shit out. And right. Kylo Ren is supposed to be kind of like half trained. You know what I mean? Half like he trained was by still, Luke. Yeah. He was still in training by Luke when he turned and all this kind of stuff. So like the lightsaber fights between them are supposed to be a little clunky. It'd be like people who kind of know what they're doing, but not really. Right. Whereas like Anakin versus Obi-Wan are two people who are like, those things are extensions of their body, essentially. It's like right. watching Steph Curry dribble a basketball or something. It's like, the guy knows what he's fucking doing. You know what I mean? So it's watching the two of them go at it is like, this is what a lightsaber battle should look like. You know, this well, is amazing. I mean, I just love those. Like those those movies. The prequel trilogy rocks, man. I don't. I I will die on that hill. If people want to talk shit about the prequels, I'm it's, like, it's, dude, you don't like Star it Wars. It kind of sucks because the first six are my favorite to watch. So you watch those, and then you have to go into the new three, and you're like, man, I'm kind of bummed watching these after I watched yeah. the other six. Yeah. But with that being said, I'm gonna move into my next movie on the list because I only have four left to rank. Okay. I'm going to go over my rankings at the very end. It'll be a little bit faster since we're talking about Right, I was going to say we're getting all the movies out already. This might shock somebody, but I'm going to go with New Hope next. At number four? At number four, yes. Okay. Um, I think that's a pretty fair ranking, to be honest. First ever Star Wars movie I was introduced to. Yeah. Um, That sets the tone for the whole story. That's where everyone gets brought in. Right. Initially, I sat there and I go, that's cool, but have you seen like all the cooler movies that are out now? (laughs) You know, like my... Yeah. My young head was like, "This doesn't look very this, good. This yeah. doesn't look good." Yeah. You know, even though we had the VH the the updated VHS one where they like redid the Added graphics, in, yeah, restored it or whatever. <clears throat> Excuse me, but it, it's kind of s- slow to get into the story, and then all of a sudden it kind of just jolts you right into it. Right, right. Like they're like nobody's really. They're being hunted by um, the Sand People. Why can't it, is it just Sand People? Yeah, they have a name, I think, but they just always refer to them as the same um, people. And then because you bought a droid, Tuscan Raiders, Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, there we yeah. go. But because you bought a droid, now you're being searched for by the Empire. So I was yeah. kind of like, well, I don't know what's going on. Like, right. help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Yeah. Like, you Isn't that... my father in the Clone yeah. Wars, and I'm like, what the hell are the Clone Wars? Right, like, I don't right. get any of this. It is really crazy how you know if you're seeing that obviously when we rewatch the movies nowadays and you start with that movie you have all of the knowledge of right. everything that's already happened and happened prior to this and is going to happen afterwards so it all makes sense but imagine being in the theaters and watching that movie for the first time and this is the first movie in the entire saga 
And like you said, you're like... You start off with more questions. You're like, who is this? Why is this droid so important? What's this message he's carrying? What were the Clone Wars? Who is Ben Kenobi? You know, like, what is all this stuff? And who is this guy? You know, who is this Luke guy? Why is he important? And then you're like, you kind of start to figure it out as the movie moves on. Then as you move into Empire Strikes Back and then Return of the Jedi, you're like, fuck, this story is pretty crazy. There's a lot going on here. So, like, for me, it's great movie. Like I said... The top seven all could literally be on the same level for me. Yeah. I just was like, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. It's cool, though. Like, cool Star Wars. We're in space. Yeah. This would be awesome if I, like, looked up and saw, like, the Death Star. Like, that'd Uh be cool. And then I'd, you know, shit my pants. Oh, I'm about to get blown up by the Death Star. Like, all right. (laughs) I shouldn't have said that was cool to see it. It's interesting that your rankings so far have all of the trilogies kind of bunched together. I've noticed. It's because I like them all in different... You got... I mean... Watchability wise, when I was growing up, before you know, like the Phantom Menace and stuff came out, I mean, you got to think too. All of the uh, four, five, and six were made eleven years before I was even born, so they were already in a cassette. They're like mm-hmm. the tapes were already in their sets. Yeah, my dad was a you know fan of them, and, and it I, was kind of understood that that was the story. Like that right. was it. That was this is the Star Wars trilogy. So then you have one, two, and three coming out in ninety nine, oh two, and oh five. Mm. So you have a six year span. So the only ones that you could really rewatch like a trilogy of is four, five, and six. So mm. I watched every time they came out. I would just watched the trilogy of whatever I had. Yeah. So and then you know when it, stuff would come out, I would start at episode one. So like when the new movies came out, I'd be at episode one and I'd watch all the way through. So I'm always watching the older ones more than mm-hmm. you know the newer ones. So that, I mean, I just get clumped because I like the stories and yeah, yeah, just the watchability. But the next one I'm going with is Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Great movie. I, I think I agree with you. I like that one more than A New Hope. Yeah. Out of the original trilogy, I like revisiting Empire Strikes Back more. Empire Strikes Back was crazy, man. Like, dude, it, I mean, it, the, it, the storytelling choices like that they made in that. You know, after A New Hope, you're like, oh man, look at the rebels. They're coming in. They're they're taking down the Death Star. Like they're fighting back. And then Empire Strikes Back comes out, and you're like, damn, all of my favorite heroes and characters are getting their asses kicked. Like, and it literally says in the title, like the Empire Strikes Back. So you yeah. know something's about to right. go down. The and, Empire and Darth Vader are not fucking around in that movie. <laughs> right. And, and the storyline in that builds even more because we're still wondering, who's this Luke guy? Like, right. Like, how right. does he, and, you know, yeah. was he just a random dude that bought a droid? And Right. And what is this, how does Darth Vader and the Emperor keep feeling him in the forest? Right. And what is this weird connection? So then, yeah. then you find out, you know, the whole, Luke, I am your father. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh my God. Which has just become one of the most iconic movie lines in the history Ever. of cinema. And it will be forever. Yeah. And for people who... Like, just try and put yourself in the shoes of someone seeing The Empire Strikes Back in theaters when it came out. The only other movie that had ever been released was A New Hope. And that scene happens. You're like, what? It was probably the worst, worst acting part of the movie, though, when he's sitting on like, <laughs> oh, and the thing without his arm. He's like, and stuff. no! Yeah. <laughs> no! I'm like, all right. That was pretty bad. Well, and, and someone else brought this up recently when I was talking about this. They were like, imagine seeing that. Okay, that movie comes out in 80, 1980. Pre-internet, you know, pre-message oh, man, boards, all that. Coming out now. Imagine that happening and you not being able to like talk about it with anyone other than people who saw it with you or whatever. Right. Just being like, dude, 
fucking Darth Vader is Luke's dad? Like, what? Right, or it'd be like a news article. Everyone's getting the paper to see right, like, what happened right, in the new right. Star Wars. And then you have to wait three more years to figure out what else is happening in this story. Like, there's no just constantly being online and checking what are, what are the recent fan theories. And, like, let me look up Dude, set the, photos. The, of the, the fan the, theories yeah. back then had to have been crazy because, like you said, there's no way for people to, like, track this. There's no blogs. Right, there's no, yeah. like, it would have to be, like, there's a no online article. Yeah, it's all they, just articles or, they, like, just published. conversations that are happening in person. So, like, the fan theory, everybody's got their own theory. And yeah, then, you know, yeah. you go in there, like, I told you so. And it's like, bitch, you didn't say that. Like, yeah, you didn't, you call, didn't this. call this. There's no proof. Show me your Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> and like, here's my notepad. It's like, you wrote that date in today. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I put Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Uh, that would be three. And then I'm going to go with Rogue One. At number two. At number two. Okay. I, I truly believe for everything rogue one was the best star wars movie from start to finish in terms of the cinematography the acting the storyline every single thing in that movie had meaning yeah and it had meaning to an extent of you know when you watch the the movies you're like well how did they get plans to this massive star destroying base right like they didn't just hack in on the yeah like, they didn't just go to google and like hey star destroyer blue yeah man. how do we wipe out the death star yeah right so so they clearly had to have an inside man right and yeah. so it's the way they tell that story is it flows so well into because that that's between a new hope and well it's between Revenge of the Sith and, and a, a New, new Hope. Hope. Yeah, right. yeah. And I guess it could be happening during A New Hope while they're you it's kind of random things are going yeah. on, but but the way it just tells the story and there's no like there's no funny business. Mm-hmm. There's no like random like stupid comments. That's a really serious movie. It's a very serious movie. The action in the movie is great. Hey, incredible. The characters are phenomenal. And the, it's a it's a war movie. It, it's yeah, it's a war but, movie in Star Wars. It's like a behind enemy lines where they're like a small group of rebels are trying to steal massive information. That could just as easily be a World War II movie of of some allied forces, some It's like saving Private Ryan. Right. You got to go behind enemy lines, lines get something, and then get it out. To get some sort of information or a person or whatever and then get out. That's what that is. That's what that movie is. It's just in the Star Wars universe. But it's a no bullshit, straight to the point. I mean, it's just, it's a phenomenal movie all around. It's so good. And in my opinion, it is one of the most rewatchable movies out there. Hands down. Like, you you could jump into that because there's no storyline that you're going to be missing in terms of, well, who is this character? We don't know who the character is from all the other movies. They exist in this movie and this movie alone, pretty much. So you can jump into this, and that's all you need. Yeah. And so, hands down, one of the best movies out there. I loved it. It's great. I think it's the truly the best Star Wars movie in terms of adding everything together. Yeah. I just... It's can't. also cool that you can just watch that movie and not have to watch any of the other ones if you don't want right. to. You can just go, hey, it's a spinoff. I want to watch it. But it can get a- you into Star Wars. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. It suck you in. You're like, holy shit, yeah. this is good. But then yeah. you're like, I just watched the best Star Wars movie. Now I got to go to this shit. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But um, yeah, I, I agree. Just the idea of, okay... In A New Hope, they have these plans for the Death Star, and they're trying to smuggle these to the rebel leaders and then devise some sort of a plan to wipe out the Death Star and put a halt on the Empire's plans to just control the galaxy. Well, how did they get these plans? Right. And Rogue One is like, we're going to tell you. This is how they got these plans, and guess what? It went very badly for everyone involved. 
<laughs> but they got the plans. They got the plans. They did their job, but everyone died doing it. All of them. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's number two on my list. So, I think that leaves, so that leaves Return of the Jedi, Return right? Return of the Jedi. As number one. Okay. As number one, which when I was a kid and I would go grab the VHS tapes, I would grab this first. Okay. Because it was my favorite movie to watch. Yeah. I don't know why. I think a lot of it has to do with the, the Ewoks. <laughs> They're like my best friends. Is it knowing that Luke Skywalker is a full-fledged Jedi Knight in this one and he's got the green lightsaber and he's, he's coming back for revenge, basically? I think it helps. He's like um, at the height of his powers. I wasn't the biggest fan of him going to train with Yoda on... What's that point? Dagobah? Dagobah. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan of those scenes. I was kind of like, this is kind of... like It's important, don't get me wrong. It's very important to the story of him becoming a Jedi, but... Yeah. They're kind of stupid. It's is a lot of, of that like, yeah. in Return of the Jedi, or does a lot of that happen a lot of that in Empire happens Strikes in Back? Empire Strikes Back. Okay, that's what I thought, yeah. Yep. But some of it but is he, in, he, goes, he does he go to back, Dagobah. He goes and back when Yoda dies. That's right, when, when Yoda kind of passes away or whatever. Right. He, he whatever becomes he one with the Force yeah, and yeah. disappears. Which seems really peaceful and awesome, by the way. But uh, That's kind of how I want to die, just fade away as the blanket falls down to the bed. Uh, someone will just snap. Just be, you'll do the same thing. Yeah, it'll be Thanos. But you'll be alive. Not, not like, quite when as you're, peaceful. Like, Forty years old, and you got two great kids, and then all of a sudden you just like start to tear. No, and they're just gone, and everyone's like, "Wait!" But no, favorite movie. I think it ends the original three extremely well. Yeah, because you bring an end to one. You bring Darth Vader from the dark side back to him going, "Wow, you know, like, you know." I think the whole thing that took him to the dark side was him, his mom dying. Yeah. But then, he, you know, he killed Padme, which I think made him angrier. Mm-hmm. But then he realized Luke and Leia were strong. And, and, you know, he realized the good that had come from everything. So it kind of made him look human. Yeah. It made him look like a good... And that movie makes him confront... Luke is making him confront the morality of all right. of the choices that he's made throughout his life and what got him here. And the, he's he's helping him realize you are still a good person down deep. Right. Even though you've done all these horrific things You're and you've made a, a bunch of mistakes, you, you can be redeemed. Right. So, so like it ends, I mean, epic battle scenes. You're, you have people fighting on the ground because they need to get the shields down. Yeah. You have the whole space force of the, the rebel. Yeah. You know, alliance going to war with... Uh-huh. You know, a whole Star Destroyer fleet while and you have the Emperor with Luke and Darth Vader. Having in, their throwdown in the throne room right, thing. In yeah. the throne room thing while watching all of his friends die because they haven't yeah. got the shield down. Like, yeah. you just add in all this, this stuff and I was just like, this is just cool. It wraps everything together. Dude, There's to not me, a lot of loose ends. Yeah, to me, I think everything that you just said is so accurate. And wh- I think when Star Wars is clicking and running like a well-oiled machine... The climactic moment of the movie, the last 45 minutes or so, should be that. Like, that's what I want to see, is I want to see a space battle concurrently with a land battle, concurrently with a Jedi battle, all happening at the same time. And and that's exactly what happened. And that's what's happening at at the finale of this trilogy of movies that has come out. And it's, like, there could not be a better ending than how they orchestrated it and and how it unfolds in Return of the Jedi. And then... My, f- like, it's not my favorite part, but one of the best parts of the movie, in my opinion, is the very end when they're all, like, celebrating. Yeah. And, like, the fireworks yeah. are going off, and they go to different planets. And I think they're on, um, what's the city called again? Corazon. Corazon. 
And you just see like a stormtrooper being tossed up around <laughs> with everybody. I thought that was the funniest thing. I would sit there and wait for that part of the ending yeah. before I did anything. And I'd be like, oh, here it is. And then he's like getting thrown around. And I'm like, this is so funny. Like, this is awesome. Well, it's like you could imagine it would, it's the, another comparison to this. You know, we already compared it to World War II, but another comparison would be like the Allied powers gaining victory during World War II and how elated everyone would and how relieved yep. everyone would be to be like guys we did it we came together and we beat and conquered this evil force that was trying to just take over the world and in this case the galaxy right and like imagine the party that would be happening on everywhere if you're like dude the death star got blown did up again even- darth vader's dead the emperor's dead the Empire's fucked. They even showed Mos Eisley going hammered. Hard. They showed oh, Mos Eisley going hammered. People like, would be getting killed all over the place because Mos Eisley's oh, yeah. already a fucking. It's but, the but people were it's going the hive of scum and villainy or whatever, you know. So they'd be raging, just a bunch of drunk outlaws. And then I think they did a good job at like when they're there and uh, Luke kind of turns and looks, and you have like Yoda sitting on the fence with Obi Wan. Yeah, he sees and the then, Force ghosts, yeah. and then you see. Anakin. Anakin, yeah. And I think that really kind of solidified that Luke was able to bring his father back from being Darth Vader to being yeah. Anakin Skywalker, yeah. a Jedi Knight. Right. And so, yeah, that's my list. I, I that like that list. My, my top. I will one. say that um, mine is different in that, you know, I made the comment, your, yours is bunched together with the trilogies. A lot of how, with the exception of the standalone films, obviously the spinoffs, you have them all ranked all the trilogies are bunched together. The prequels, the originals, and the sequels. Mine's kind of all over the place. So here's how I have mine. I think we both have Solo. So out of, the, Holo? out of the 11 Star Wars films, I have number 11, the, the, my least favorite being Solo. I think we both had that. It's uh, San Holo. San Holo, right. Sorry. Um, at number 10, I had Attack of the Clones. And out of all the things, I know you're, you're kind of, you're shaking your head because I have a prequel movie so low. And, it's not the only prequel movie that's kind of down towards the bottom. And this just, is where we mute Zach, um, so he'll cut out real quick. Um, I just... There's some really epic... Like, the Clone Wars aspect of it is super awesome. There's a lot of really bad, cheesy dialogue in that movie and kind of bad acting. Like I said, that's the worst movie for acting. Right. And so that, I think that's just what kind of bumps it down towards the bottom there. Um, number nine is actually your favorite, Return of the Jedi. I have Return of the Jedi down there. I think I like Return of the Jedi a lot. I just think I, with the originals, I like revisiting A New Hope and and um, The Empire Strikes Back a little bit more. And again, this is all to say I fucking love all of these movies. You're not a I real Star, Star Wars, Wars fan, but this is just my rankings of like. And if I was gonna pop in a random Star Wars movie, this is probably the order of favorites that I would. But let's watch let's these. be real. No one just pops in random Star Wars movies. Agree. You start it. Which is why in episode this, one, yes, yes. and you go through chronologically. Which, which you you is, skip San Holo, but you start episode which one. Which is why this task is so hard to rank all of these, because I never watch these movies as like, let me just pick and choose which one I'm going to watch. You always go, it's kind of like, you're it's not going to just, you're not going to watch Goblet of Fire and then randomly turn around and watch Sorcerer's Stone and then watch Prisoner of Azkaban. Can like, I just say that's my biggest pet peeve with like these kind of movies? Like I can't just jump into Lord of the Rings on like yeah, the you, Twin Towers or like, the Return no, no, of the no, King. No, 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 We got to start at the beginning. Harry Potter, yeah. if it's on TV, you know, in college, you know, someone would flip it on TV and it'd be like the Sorcerer's Stone at the very end and they would go right into, all of a sudden it would just like skip and we'd be in Prisoner of Azkaban. And I'm like... 
all right, I have all the DVDs. I'm just going to go get the DVDs right. and, and we're going to start I'm at just going to start at one and watch and all the way same through. Same with yeah. Star Wars. TNT does all their Star Wars things. And yeah. I'm like, I turn the TV on and all of a sudden it's like, the Empire Strikes Back. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just going to start yeah. at episode <laughs> one and I'll get to Empire Strikes Back eventually. Oh, that's how I do it, man. I, I, I just can't come in in the middle of a series and like just go from there. I'm like, all right. If I'm gonna do this, if I'm gonna sit here and watch, let's just start at the beginning and just. I mean, at the very bit. least, like at least with Star Wars, at least if you're gonna start in the middle somewhere, start at the beginning of each trilogy and yeah. just watch that trilogy. It, that makes sense. Yeah, like who's gonna just hop in in like the middle of Return of the Jedi and just watch that alone and it's then like, skip to the Last Jedi? Yeah, it's like eh, just watch A New Hope and Empire Strikes right. Back and work your way through that. Um, so yeah, number nine, I had Return of the Jedi. Number eight, The Phantom Menace. Um, and I, I'm. I've already given my thoughts on all of these, so I'll kind of just run through the ranking and we can kind of discuss it. Um, number seven, The Rise of Skywalker. Number six, A New Hope. Number five, The Force Awakens. Number four, The Last Jedi. Number three, I have our movie Rogue One at number three. I'm, obviously, we're both big fans of that movie. At number two, I have The Empire Strikes Back. I, I really, really, I think that's my favorite of the original trilogy. And at number one, I didn't realize this was my, basically my favorite Star Wars movie until I threw this ranking together. But I think Revenge of the Sith is my favorite one. Such a good movie. I bro. love Revenge of the Sith. And like again, people can say what they want about the prequel trilogy. I'm not hearing it. I will die on that hill. The prequel trilogy rocks. Revenge of the Sith is hands down the best one of the prequel trilogy. And it's just got one of the most epic climaxes in the history of cinema. I think if I had to pick like a trilogy, like if I ranked my trilogies, it would be episodes one through three. So the prequels, number one, the originals, number two, and then the new, number three. I think that's the order I would have to go in in terms of... I think I agree with you. I might switch around and say the original trilogy is my favorite, then the prequels, then the sequels. But the sequels are my least favorite trilogy, yeah. I think. Yeah. I just... Yeah. I just... I mean, there, there's no bad... Okay, I'm not going to say that. I mean, okay, there's no bad Star Wars movies. There's just... The newer movies leave you scratching your head a lot more uh -huh, than uh -huh. leaving you satisfied and being like, that was right. great, you know? Whereas, like, I think... And again, I think this all comes down to the consistency in the storytelling. In the original trilogy, there's a very consistent beginning, middle, and end of that story. Same with the prequels. There's a very consistent beginning, middle, and end. And that prequel trilogy was setting out to show you... The evolution, the rise and fall of Anakin Skywalker. Right. And it did that perfectly. The sequel trilogy just couldn't ever figure out what it wanted to do. It's not it, a very it consistent story. It didn't story. tie in at all to the six episodes before it. I guess you could say the seven, but really the six episodes before it. It didn't tie in. Like it, was, it was hard to find what loose end we just tied to. It was just like, we're just going to rewrite it and move it 20 years in advance. Right. And you're like, well, wait a second. Yeah. We accomplished nothing by doing this. <laughs> um, real quick, before we end the discussion, um, you have not seen The Mandalorian, correct? Not yet. It's on my uh, list okay. of two watches. I think if you just wrapped up watching the Star Wars movies, now would be a good time to just go watch Mandalorian. I've heard it's, it's pretty great. cool. It's pretty cool, man. I haven't heard many bad things about it. Yeah, and it, it's, it's quick. Like, you'll get through. I don't think there's very many episodes in either of the two first seasons that they've done. And it takes place... In between, so whereas Solo and Rogue One take place between the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy, The Mandalorian takes place between the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy. So it's it's somewhere post Empire being wiped out, but pre First Order. It's like what? somewhere in there. And I will say this though, at least for me personally, I just hope Disney doesn't. I know, and I know we talked about this in one of our last 
probably our, the last episode. Uh, well, probably the 2019 movie launch because that was when The Rise of Skywalker came out. Yeah, yeah. I hope Disney doesn't just use this as a money grab because I don't want them to ruin Star Wars by yes. just reaching so far for, for money. Right. If it's not going to add value, and just doing it's not going to. Quantity gonna, over quality. Yeah. Right. Give yeah. me quality. Give me two seasons. Just give me give me one season. Give me right. you know, yeah. Give me like a band of brothers type thing where mm-hmm. you tell the whole story of something in one solid season. Yeah. Don't do this thing where you're just trying to get money and yeah. you just start throwing out random stories. And it's like now we're no on Mandalorian season nine and right. it's not very good or whatever. And if there's know. there's not going to be anything that can tie you back into the Star Wars saga, I'm don't know if I really care because. Yeah. What what did that do? Like you just, I just watched the show to watch the show. Like if yeah. it's, if it's, if it's going to have Star Wars related to it, relate to Star Wars. Here's a question for you. The so the director, writer, director of the Last Jedi, Ryan Johnson, I believe, has been given his own trilogy of movies by Disney and Lucasfilm. So he's going to write and direct his own trilogy of Star Wars movies. And I don't think it's going to have anything to do with the Skywalker saga. It's going to be totally unrelated. So. Question for you as a fellow Star Wars fan. Are you of the opinion that you're not interested in any future Star Wars projects that are not related to the Skywalker saga? Or are you just down to watch Star Wars stories in particular? Doesn't matter where it's at, whether it's a thousand years prior to the Skywalker saga or a thousand years later, or happening concurrently to that story, but elsewhere in the galaxy featuring a whole new cast of characters. You don't care. You just want to watch it because it's Star Wars. So... Here's here's my question, which will lead to my answer. Okay. Isn't Star Wars just the saga that happened? Isn't that the Star Wars? We just started with the Rebels versus the Empire as the Galactic War. So here's my answer. And again, I kind of subscribe to the camp of the Star Wars story is just what happens in the movies. I watched The Mandalorian I kind of want to get into the Clone Wars show just because it's extra Star Wars stuff. But But they all tie back to something in the saga. Correct. But also there's a bunch of spinoff comic books. There's book series. There's like novels. There's video games that have touched on stuff like Knights of the Old Republic apparently covered. And I don't, again, I don't know. I'm a Star Wars nerd, but not quite this far. So I don't know a lot of the details, but it covers this period that happened like a thousand years or more before the Skywalker saga. And it's covering like old battles that happened between the Jedi order and the Sith and where there was like back when there was a lot more Sith and a lot more Jedi and all this kind of stuff. So there's, I think the star Wars brand is really just referring to everything that's been happening in this galaxy for however many millennia that you want to go back. So it's ripe for storytelling choices in terms of we could just say, you know, if you gave like maybe Ryan Johnson makes an entire trilogy about the Knights of the old Republic, or maybe he makes a, whole trilogy of movies about stuff that's happening during the time of the Skywalker saga, but on the other side of the galaxy featuring a bunch of new characters that have nothing to do with Luke Skywalker or whatever. I mean, you know, I personally would still be down to see that. I'd probably watch it just for the entertainment value. Just because there's so much you can do in that universe. It's kind of, it's kind of a weird thing with me too. There's clearly we're, we're upset that there was not necessarily a storyline to follow with the, the sequel the sequel trilogy, yeah. Right. So, so we're kind of upset that there's not necessarily a storyline. So going with that same mentality into just a random trilogy, I don't know any storyline going into this. 
which which might make it better because like hey i don't know what to expect yeah but at the same time i go don't say a star wars stories because to me a star wars story has to relate back to the, the saga. saga because that's the only star wars i know was there star wars comics sure are there spin-off shows right now sure cartoons sure video games sure yeah but the Star Wars that people grew up knowing was episodes four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. That is Star Wars. Okay. So basically, to answer my question, you're saying that you're not really interested unless it has something to do for with For entertainment the Star value, Wars. sure, I'll watch it. Yeah. But for the story value, I could probably care less because, you know, and, and like you said, there's just so much different. Like, there's not like one writer that did this. Right. You know, and I'll bring Game of Thrones in. We saw that. And it's George R. R. Martin, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. He wrote great books, according to you. I don't read yeah. them. The show was great until the last season, when he didn't write a book yet, uh-huh. and someone else kind of wrote with him in what they wanted to see. Yeah. So to me, I'm like, Star Wars is George Lucas's bait. Yeah. That's why, in my opinion, one through six are the best movies. And yeah. Because that's because that's, the ones that's George that he was Lucas. directly involved in. Yeah. Right. So, going off on these random tangents, I'm like, that's not Star Wars to me. Like, you might be able to label it, but people don't know Star Wars as, you know, some random thing. They're going to know it as Han, Leia, Luke, Obi-Wan, Anakin, Anakin, Darth Vader, the Sith, you know, and, and now the newer characters. That's Star Wars. Yeah. So, it's one of those, like, sure, I'll watch it for entertainment value, but story wise, if it doesn't relate back to Star Wars, don't call it Star Wars, in my opinion. Okay. It shouldn't be a Star Wars trilogy because fair enough. it doesn't relate back to the wars that happened through the Star Wars saga. All right. Fair enough. And I totally get that. And I think... Call it Galaxy Wars. <laughs> for me, I'm going to treat the Skywalker saga, the three separate trilogies, as their own thing and go, okay, we can put these in a box and put this over here. And that was that experience. And I, I have my opinions on that experience for that story. Now, show me what else is out there. You know, I'm interested. What's going on with the Knights of the Republic back in the day? I want to know all the background. I don't know much about that. Right. Where is everything going post Rise of Skywalker? Maybe there's something that has to do with that, you know? Right. So if it relates to the story, it's more intriguing to me. Yeah. Because that's relating back to what we already know as Star Wars. Yeah. If it doesn't relate, like, I don't know the Mandalorian right now, but I know baby Yoda turns into Yoda. So he... It goes into the Star Wars. Well, actually, that's not true. But oh, well, I don't know. It does directly. Speaking out my ass. It does directly relate because it's it's taking place on all a lot of the same planets, involving some of the same characters, or at least some of the same species that you're familiar with from the Star Wars saga, and it's sandwiched in between two of the trilogies. So it directly relates to the Skywalker saga. Like if if someone wants to make a another like side story movie or something, honestly. Make one about the huts and how they run like cool, the actually. underground because they're kind of the like galaxy. the mobsters of the right. the Star Wars universe. So like a gangster style story. Right. Go ahead and make a movie. The huts on that. would be kind of dope, and you could you can involve all of the outlaw characters. You can bring that in Han in. Solo in right that because I know he was a big dealer. You can bring in bounty hunters with that right. who were also in the movies. Yeah, you know. That would be an interesting Which, story to me because they're be kind of like... So watch Solo and let me know what you think after that because they are kind of touching on maybe that style of storytelling for the Solo movies that they wanted to do past the first one because I won't actually say anything. I don't want to spoil it for you. But they're, I'll uh, forget that you said it anyways. 
the huts are involved and like you know han solo has kind of in that movie he's found himself caught up in this you know push and pull world of these underground outlaws and these gangsters and these mobsters or whatever and the huts are at the center of a lot of that and there's like different factions of power like the huts are one and then there's other families or species that kind of run there's shit other families like, it's, a, it's a true gangster movie right yeah so it's it you could make if they would have done if solo would have been received a little bit better i think that we would be seeing solo 2 and solo 3 and a lot of that would be the gangster underworld of the star wars movies prior to han solo getting involved with like the politics and the the larger war at scale instead of him just being a space pirate essentially you know what i mean <laughs> so uh yeah do you have any other lasting star wars thoughts we i could talk about this all day but i feel like we've we've done a pretty I feel sufficient like we job hammered of, at home and then it would just be a bunch of rambling yeah we, we've we've done a pretty sufficient job of covering our opinions on all of the trilogies and then the spinoff movies as well and then uh i've seen the mandalorian i really like what they're doing with it i want you to watch it so we can talk about it at some point and we'll see how many seasons they make i think my lasting thought would be we've covered zach's favorite movie franchise Yes. In a very detailed I've had a manner, very, I believe. Very, very good time. <laughs> and um, you can clearly tell we're both big fans of Star Wars. Yes. Uh, not too many negative things to say about it, but I will say the Harry Potter episode is going to be better. So, are we doing that one next, or do we need to, like, uh, gear We won't up have to do one? it, like, right away. Okay. We, can, we can spread it out a little bit. I think bit. we should do it soon, though. Because I'm, again, we, we, I, we talked about this during our... I think Harry Potter's, our, like, birthday is in July, like, close to my birthday. So we could oh, okay. do, like, a Harry Potter birthday. Like, okay. Well, I'll look up the release date of Sorcerer's Stone, the book. Okay. And uh, we'll, we'll release the episode that day. So did I tell you I'm going to reread the books here recently or so here soon? I need to, I need to reread them because I haven't read them since they've come out. Like... I know. I, I, used, I used to read, like... You know, and these came out when we were young again. I think the right. first movie came out in 01. I didn't like to read. I still don't, I don't like reading. Let's yeah. be real. I'll be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. But I really need to reread those books. And then, yeah, we could... Sh- the books are excellent, man. So we'll, we'll do a movie one, though, because we tailored our... Exactly. Our well, book, and, I, and the books... Here, here's the thing. I have not different. read the books in a really long time. I want to reread them to refresh my memory on what's different between the books and the movies. But... I have seen the movies as of relatively recently, and I know I know enough about I remember enough about the story that I could talk sufficiently. I haven't seen the movies Potter. lately. I might have to. Uh, yeah, what's give what's a lately, go. Matt? Like in the last week? Honestly, Luna and I, and for those of you that don't know, Luna's my my crazy lunatic dog. We're walking in one day, and I looked at her, and I'm like, "What movies should we start watching?" And she kind of looked back at me, and I'm like, "You're right, Harry Potter." <laughs> so probably this upcoming week, I will restart Harry Potter for probably the. 500th time jesus dude and then i mean that might be a little stretch but i have seen these movies probably 200 times each like you could probably write a very proficient story outline structure in a paper of what happens in each like, movie like if it was on the tv now in one room and i was in another room and i could hear where they were i could probably start just saying what just the characters were reading saying the at lines that point yeah <laughs> i love it man i love it but, so yeah, we'll do a Harry Potter episode here soon. We'll do a Harry I, Potter I'll have one. a great time doing that one. But this was our Star Wars episode. I'm sure we might be back with another Star Wars themed episode at some point in time. Well, there's always more to talk about with Star um, Wars. Maybe we'll do like a Star Wars. Well, we could do like a Star Wars with the parallel universes. Okay. And just think, you know, what what if? What if I was a Jedi and you were on Tatooine? And uh, <laughs> okay. 
No, we'll, uh, we'll we'll tailor some other conversation to Star Wars at some point. But uh, we want to say thank you for tuning in. If you've hung around this long, we know it's a long episode. Right. Uh, thank you. Uh, feel free to give us your feedback on it. Rank your list. Send it to us at the email. Send it. Post a comment on the episode on Facebook, on Instagram. We're on every platform you can think of. Yep. Happy May the 4th, everyone. Happy May the 4th. (laughs) May the 4th be with you. We will talk to you guys later. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Goodbye.